research-based instructional and assessment practices using student performance data, curricular materials, and supportive curriculum, a podcast. What research-based instructional and assessment practices lead to an increase in student learning? There are several research-based instructional and assessment practices that lead to an increase in student learning. Some of these include setting clear learning targets with appropriately matching success criteria, teachers monitoring learning and providing students feedback to make corrections, using peer work, including discourse and discussion in learning, teaching students metacognition and metacognition strategies in order to think about what they're doing and what strategies they're learning within their learning, setting challenging tasks and having high expectations for the completion of those tasks, using formative assessment throughout the learning so that teachers are continually getting information about what students are doing and then being able to change course or direction in order to better meet the needs of students. And finally, student-driven learning, where students take accountability for their learning, as well as are able to make directions and take more control of their learning. How can these instructional and assessment practices support student learning? Each of the mentioned practices support student learning in um, various ways. So when teachers set learning targets and success criteria, this informs students what the goal of the learning will be and also how students will know if they've reached the goal of learning new information. When teachers monitor learning, they can determine if students require assistance in the form of feedback. And the feedback should be given directly to the students in the learning so they can then apply the feedback to change what they're doing and possibly to change their thinking. The teacher can monitor the change that's been made and see if the feedback was effective and if the student is now on the correct path towards meeting the learning target. Peer interaction allows students to get that feedback possibly from their peers, but it also uh, provides students with opportunities to ask questions, to try out ideas and build off one another's knowledge, and it provides opportunities for students to receive encouragement from the people that they care about the most. Teaching and using metacognitive strategies within the learning helps students think about what is being learned. Um, It helps them recognize if they're missing information It also helps them recognize how the information is being learned, as well as uh, instills some self-monitoring skills so they can see if the new information is being taken in or if they're not quite understanding something. And um, ultimately, it helps them understand why they think something 
are a certain way, so it could open up their mind to new information. When teachers set challenging tasks and have high expectations, students are often a lot more engaged and the interest levels are high, especially if it's at the appropriate uh, challenge level or appropriate expectation level. This leads students to the next level of learning instead of maintaining their current level. And so that's an important step to accelerating learning. When teachers use formative assessment, they apply checks for understanding. Um, this can be formal or informal, and it lets teachers know if students have learned information as well as how to proceed uh, with the next step, depending on what the format of the formative assessment is. And finally, when student-driven learning is used, it allows students to take control of their learning, including knowing when they need help, when things aren't going right, or if they feel a change is needed. And on a larger level, students feel more empowered and motivated, and they also understand how they can direct their future and stand up for what's important to them. What are curricular materials? How can and should they support student learning? Curricular materials are what is used to teach the standards that students are expected to learn. These materials should support students in learning these standards, usually with the facilitation of the teacher. The materials should reflect the fact that different types of students learn in different ways, so there should be opportunities in the materials for content to be learned through different strategies, including supports, individualization, and enrichment for those that need them. When curricular materials are chosen to teach the curriculum, they should reflect and support the students for whom the materials are chosen. What does a teaching and learning curriculum look like? How do you know if the curriculum leads to student learning? Teaching and learning curriculum includes the content and the strategies the teacher will use to instruct the students, as well as what the students are expected to learn, how they can learn it, and what it looks like when they have learned the new content. I would know if the curriculum led to student learning if the students were able to repeatedly show that they learned the intended learning targets, meaning that they could demonstrate the information more than one time. What is a standards-based philosophy, and how does this differ from the traditional? A standards-based philosophy is one in which students show progress in their learning of specific standards and is not necessarily based on their age or grade level. However, their social needs are taken into consideration with their progression. This philosophy is different from traditional learning 
because it can be very individualized as students learn at different rates. This may take traditional grades out of play as students progress forward based on mastery of skills, which doesn't necessarily correlate to a grade. Grades in a traditional sense are often related to effort or showing mastery in a very specific way, which is not part of a standards-based philosophy. How should student growth measures be used with instructional and assessment practices? According to the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, student growth measures can include both formative and summative assessments and are a measure of student growth over a period of time. These measures are most often used to evaluate the effectiveness of teacher instruction. In terms of instruction, student growth measures could be useful in helping plan differentiated professional learning for adults around high leverage instructional practices. Student growth measures encourage a mindset shift from teaching to learning, with an emphasis on teachers having the ability to evaluate their effectiveness with students. They could also be helpful for students to understand the learning progress that they have made over a period of time. <laughs>